This is a clip from one of our most recent episodes. For full episodes and more, please check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and YourVibesPodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Your Vibes Entertainment. Your Vibes Entertainment is Middle Tennessee's premier hospitality entertainment consulting company. If you or your business are in need of a mobile DJ, group entertainment like trivia, karaoke, or bingo, or you just need a professional MC to help coordinate your event's day of logistics, we have you covered. It's no work and all play when you hire Your Vibes Entertainment. You can trust us to bring top-of-the-line sound equipment, lighting, and a professional attitude to any event you are hosting. If you are interested in boosting your revenue, showcasing your company, or just want to provide high-vibe entertainment for your family, friends, employees, or clients, please contact us on Facebook or Instagram at Your Vibes Entertainment. Shoot us an email at yventertainmentservicesllc at gmail.com or reach out to the owner, Michael, directly at 615-330-3236. Thanks, and always remember, stay vibey, my friends. Um, but here I am coaching, sure. and um, I, I think I do a great job of explaining the psychology and the actual scientific stuff behind it so that if something is too lofty of a concept, then I can I can explain the science behind it and be like, this is how this works. Okay. Um, affirma- a perfect example. So many of my clients in the beginning are like, affirmations just feel like bullshit. I'm just lying to myself in the mm. mirror. It's like, actually, no, because what we're doing is we're basically the reality that you're living today is based on the thoughts and the beliefs that you had yesterday. Mm -hmm. And those thoughts that happen, A, most of them aren't true, Mm -hmm. right? And most of them are repetitive and they're just basically like conditioning and they're just on this like repeat loop. So when you look at the thoughts that you're thinking and you can start to challenge the ones that aren't true and start to think about the things that you want to feel, then you're going to start to feel different things because those thoughts release chemicals in your body which create the emotion. And then the emotion informs the action so you're acting based on how you feel you're feeling based on how you think so then when you can start to be bring awareness to your thoughts and think about the thoughts that you're thinking that metacognition then you can start to really design whatever it is that you want to design and then i couple i do a lot of nervous system regulation work with it because um you hear all the time especially in like the coaching community you hear about quantum leaping Mm -hmm. and let's quantum leap to this next reality and that's fine And it can be really damaging to your nervous system because if you go from one reality to a drastically different reality that maybe talking about it earlier, the imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. when you're like, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, all of a sudden I have all these things that I dreamed about. Oh God, who the fuck am I to have these things? If we don't have that regulated nervous system, that's where we see systems or patterns of Mm, self-sabotage or any number of dysregulated results. But regulating the nervous system so that it actually can have the capacity to hold and sustain the change that you're that you're implementing. Um, I mean, without that, it can feel like an uphill battle. You can I see this a lot with people that have like feast or famine patterns with money. They'll make a lot of money and then they'll lose it all. It's nervous system regulation, and there's some limiting beliefs in there that you know make them think that it's unsafe. But at the end of the day, it's all safety. Mm-hmm. It's like the ego. Mm-hmm. That's the mental part that always tries to keep us safe by playing small. 
staying in the same old patterns and the same old thing because it knows it. It's comfortable there, even if it's uncomfortable. And then the nervous system. When you're regulated, you can expand past what you're used to without it feeling um, unsafe. And so you're able to consistently hold that expansion. Yeah, just the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, that imposter syndrome is something else. You know, it's it's like we were saying is that you, once you um, start to get everything you've ever dreamed of, you you've kind of questioned yourself like, well, who am I to who am I to have all this stuff? You know, these are this is meant for the people that you know that that I study, or this mm-hmm. is this is not meant for me, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. that's that goes back to the subconscious programming. And um, I liked how you said it because I've always been a huge believer of uh, what you're experiencing now. What you're experiencing now is a delayed reaction from your past thoughts. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a la- there's a lag in your ultimate reality. Yes. Is pretty much what it is. And if you realize that. Um, and I don't, there's so many different thought processes on karma, you know, is, is, or is, is it fate, you know, or, or is it, is our, is our, uh, future predetermined by something, you know, do we really have a choice, you know, or is, is, um, is free will, you know, from, uh, what God has allegedly given us is the only thing that, you know, that we truly have for ourselves is free will, but is free will even real? Because the thoughts that we have are not necessarily our thoughts. Where do they come from? You know, or they're fed to us. So you have this, this whole battle and this whole confusion of, of what the fuck's going on kind of thing, you know, but, um, but taking the time, um, to realize a, that you're not your thoughts at all. They just, mm-hmm. they're there. Or your emotions. Or your emotions. Um, but emotions are the jet fuel to the manifestation process yes. if you can control them. Yes. Um, as, do you read Jordan Peterson at all? Um, he's a psychologist, super, super smart. Some people hate him, some people love him. Um, I enjoy him just because he's a realist, but. Um, Oh hell, shit! I forgot what he was gonna, what I was gonna say about him. Emotions being the power fuel or the jet fuel behind manifestation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was saying, um, he was saying that for for males, um, and even females, but specifically males, is that um, uh, to live in to live in this. Um, I've always got to be nice, or um, I can't be too terribly aggressive. He said, "No, fuck that." He says, be a monster. He says, be an absolute monster and then come back. He says, know what you're capable of. Just know that you can go full bore and just be just this incredibly crazy person and then come back and realize that you can control it. Because once you kind of realize your full potential, then you can kind of come back and control it, but you're not limiting yourself. You realize that you can be much more um, and then just kind of grow with it that way. And that makes you mm-hmm. be able to make decisions in any kind of moment because you're not nervous or hesitant to, to kind of make those types of decisions. Um, That's interesting. I'll check that out. Yeah, he's written um, uh, three three books so far. I've read two. Um, um, it's uh, The Twelve Words of Life, The Antidote to Chaos. Um, and then, um, the other one is beyond, uh, beyond order, which is another 12. So he put out uh, originally, it was either, it was either on Reddit or something else, but he, he came up with like 36 rules to life. Um, and he's slowly releasing 12 rules in each book. Uh, oh, they're cool. fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, so yes, um, I would like to kind of get into, uh, this is, 
Um, so I've, 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 div- I've, I've dived into meditation. I do breath work. I'm, I'm very physically active. I eat clean um, for the most part. Um, I've, I've, I've uh, not necessarily had a full ego death for reasons I'm sure you can understand. Um, I've, I've gone out to the point to where I kind of do... What, before we get into the other thing, what what do you what do you think about the ego just in general? Is it necessary? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, it's necessary, okay. and I think that the ego death concept that I've heard thrown around a whole lot lately is um, counterproductive. Okay. Uh, the ego is it serves a purpose, right? It keeps us alive, mm-hmm. um, and it's making friends with it and making it feel comfortable Mm. making it feel um like it's safe for you to okay so i use this driving the bus analogy a lot like um if i'm feeling really really angsty or angry about something and like i just want to act out and i just want to be heard and i'm pissed off then i know like okay that's 15 year old me and i can like address that part of myself and be like okay look i know that you know, at the end of the day, like this is my ego that wants to get its needs met. So I'll just talk to that version of me and be like, Hey, ego, um, I know that this is what you're wanting right now. And I just want you to know that it's safe. I, it's okay for me to drive the bus. Me, current me, 33 year old me is going to drive the bus. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I know that you're just trying to get my needs met. So I think, I think like shadow work, you know, people talk about shadow and how like, um, you just have to sit and specifically do this shadow work. And it's about like, it's all the point of all of it is integration. So I think we have to integrate with our, our ego as well. It's not like this bad part of ourself that we have to like kill because that's part of ourselves. Like that is also another aspect of ourself that we have to pull in and get to know intimately and love. And when that part of yourself can feel safe and feel like it can trust you to say, Hey, look, ego, I know that we're safe and comfortable right here, but there's more. There's more for us than this. We're going to go onto the other side of this um, mountain. We're going to climb this mountain and we're going to, we're going to be able to handle whatever's on the other side of it. And I know you want to keep me in this valley right now, but I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you for trying to keep me safe because that is your point and you're doing that so well. And I'm going to drive this bus yeah. and it's time to go to the top of the next mountain. Yeah. And, and, um, you're absolutely right. It keeps you safe, but it's that many you, that many you inside of you, um, mm-hmm. I go to therapy just to talk, um, <laughs> and uh, that's what he calls it, is, is the little mini-me inside you. is yeah. just, And a lot of people don't have that conversation. Some people feel crazy when they talk to themselves, you know, and that's not encouraged enough. To me, I tell my kids to talk to themselves all the time, like mm-hmm. encourage yourself, you know, have a conversation with yourself. Yes. You know, a lot of people, um, uh, I heard a, a guy I follow, Tom Bilyeu, um, he started uh, an energy um, supplement company, and um, he, uh, he, he said something, one thing in his podcast that really shook me, but once I kind of internalized it was that everything is your fault. Everything that happens to you is your own fault. You know, mm-hmm. you go out and you get hit by a car. If you'd left the house five minutes later, 30 seconds later, that car wouldn't hit you. You know, if, um, something happens, you know, it's happening for you, not mm-hmm. to you. It's because you created it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's how you go about it. And a lot of people live in this victimhood mindset, you know, and that anything mm-hmm. that happens to them, anything that happens to them, they just blame it on other people. They don't have that conversation with himself. It's, you know, it's easier to do that because then you don't have to take responsibility. Yeah. So there's a trade-off though, because in on one hand, 
you get to be the victim sure and you get the sympathy and you get the like oh the woe is me and you don't have to take responsibility and at the same time you are stuck with what you've got yeah so if you want something more you have to get over that victimhood mm-hmm. and and doing that it requires radical responsibility a lot, a lot of self-observation yeah. too. A you lot, know? a lot, a lot. Oh my God. <laughs> the conversations I've had with myself today have been <laughs> actually all about this, like right? what we're talking about right now. And like the voices that we hear, the mini me that we hear. And uh, I've f- discovered recently that when I go down like a negative thought pattern, like rabbit hole, it's not my voice. It's my mom's. Yeah. It's my mother's voice. Yeah. It is 100, like the imposter syndrome, the things that will catch me up and like give me anxiety and make me feel like, who am I to to be doing this or that? Well, I'm doing things differently and that's okay. Like I'm doing things my way. I'm do I'm listening to that higher that higher version of myself mm-hmm. and that is who I truly am. I am good enough because there was a lot of like I grew up very Southern Baptist, so it was a lot of good versus bad. Sure. And like if you weren't good, then you were unacceptable. You were going to be ostracized. The church would think you were awful. You'd bring shame to your family. And so like, I would always run my actions and my words through the lens of like, is this good? Am I going to mess up? Am I going to be bad? And then I also learned that being bad got me attention. So I would be bad on purpose. So like (laughs) as an adult now, it's just this constant like rectification of like good or bad. And I've dismantled a lot of that, but it's just now it's there is no good bad right or wrong it's just does this get you the result that you wanted or does it get you something else and is it a result that like your lower a lower vibrational version of yourself or like your ego or like the victim version of you is that what they want or is this like what your higher self wants and i also think it's important very quickly to address that the the etymology like the meaning of the word good just means whole Hmm. well so yeah um i i like to ignore the other voices i'll I'll listen to them acknowledge them is there something that i could actually take from this to improve or is this just taking me down an emotional experience that i'm not enjoying is there something here for me if so i'll write it down i'll journal around it or i'll just you know have it in the back of my mind but then if it's not it's like okay well where is this coming from whose voice is this what societal construct did this come from does this serve me is this me um, being who and who and holy who i truly am or is this a uh, judgment that's coming from me not meeting a specific societal religious or familial construct is this my voice is this my higher self right. and then only listening to that higher self and knowing that like no you can do this it's okay for you to do it your way you are safe 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 in your body you are safe in your home you are safe in your family you are loved and you can move forward with whatever the hell you want to because you're a badass motherfucker. Badass motherfucker. Go right? get it. Go, go get, get it. that bag. Go get that <laughs> yeah. accolade. Go get that book deal. Go get whatever it is that you want, but go get it because you're a badass. And those voices telling you otherwise, like the inner mean girl, that's not even you. Sure. And I've, um, these conversations, because I've, um, I've, I've, I say I've wanted to get in coaching. It's not time yet. It, it hasn't necessarily you coming into my life has definitely taken that step forward. Um, cause in the same way, like obviously we, we, we talk on this level of conversation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that I run across to in day to day life that I can't have these conversations with, mm-hmm. but I do. I talk this way to everybody. I just, it's not reciprocated a lot of times. Um, and, uh, I have had so many, I've, I have fucked so many people up. 
<laughs> just by asking them <laughs> questions. Um, when they when they come to me, they're like, I can't do this, or this is the way it's supposed to be. My first question is, according to who? Says who? Or according to what? Or why? And they're like, well, um, this. And I'm like, and... And where did they learn it from? Well, uh, I don't know. And 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 why do they believe that way? And why do they teach you that? Well, uh, uh, and I'm like, well, you are who you are. I was like, you are who you are in the now moment, and you you you've gotten to where you are because of the things you've done in the past and the things that you've done in the past. You're doing because of all the reasons you just told me that everybody else told you that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, I've never even really thought that. It's like their thought process just stops at like. This is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, and they don't ever go to like according to who or according to what. They don't. They don't, they don't they question don't societal norms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or I mean, <laughs> this is a lot of where coaching starts too. It starts with the subconscious beliefs that we have because, like we we're talking about earlier, from like birth to even before birth to seven, that's your subconscious mind forming, and whatever happens within that time frame, it accepts as truth, and. So like I, I dive into this so much when I do money work with people because I have like a course on healing your relationship with money and we go hard on subconscious beliefs. And it's like, what are all the things that you believe about money? Okay, who taught you those things? Usually your parents. And they you 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 ever saw your mom crying over paying bills before you were seven? That shit stuck. Mm-hmm. Money's hard to earn. It's It's gone faster than I can bring it in. That, you see a parent struggling over that or saying that, having that experience that's going to stick with you especially the more emotional charge an experience has the more it's held into your memory so your subconscious mind is built off of things that your parents were doing and that was probably passed down by their parents Mm. and so like all of this work that we're undoing we're doing generational work we're undoing generations worth of trauma by just sitting down and looking at our thoughts and beliefs and where those came from because most of those didn't come from you Like Mm -mm. the idea of original thought these days is like, I mean, there are people that say there's no such thing as an original thought anymore. It's all been thought. Mm. I don't know if that's true, but, Mm -hmm. but we, we learn things from people around us. We're taught by our parents. We're told by the people that raise us, this is what it is. And that's because they learned that from their parents and they learned that from their parents. So to be able to just sit down and question where did this come from? Why do I believe this? Is it ultimately true? Is it true in every single instance across the board, no matter who and no matter what? Mm-hmm. Like that becomes a radical act. Yeah. And then changing it. So what? what is, would someone with a, um, either um, a block in the acquisition of money or they're fine in acquiring it, um, but it goes, um, either in phases or just continually, um, kind of what is, what is, I guess, the first step in the practice to either A, acquiring it and keeping it or continuing to acquire more than, more comes in than more goes, than, than goes out um, or just acquiring it, you know, just in general. Nervous system regulation, first and foremost, that's going to be like the pillar of the work because okay. again, like, like this cup, right? Mm-hmm. If you pretend like this is your nervous system and you're pouring and pouring and pouring into it, eventually it's going to overflow. But when you're doing the work to regulate the nervous system, the cup grows. Mm. And so it can hold more. Okay. Um, And, and that goes for good and for bad, but you have to identify your upper limits. So um, regulation of the nervous system first and foremost, and throughout the entire process so that whenever you do figure out the, the, 
beliefs behind those blocks and you can change that, your nervous system's ready to hold it and it's not going to self-sabotage because a lot of times it could just be that. Hmm. You've reached your upper limit to where it feels unsafe to have more than what you have because you've never had more than that before. You don't know how you would handle it. Maybe you don't trust yourself. And so you'll subconsciously find a way to get rid of it because it feels like a threat and your nervous system isn't regulated and isn't prepared to handle more than that. Mm. Um, but looking at the beliefs that you have around money, is it more money, more problems? Is the subconscious belief that you don't trust yourself to be responsible with it? So once you hit a certain point, that upper limit that you're used to, that that upper threshold that you start, you create reasons to get rid of it because you don't trust yourself with more Mm. or is it that um a lot of people have beliefs that rich people are bad Mm. yeah um and even though they don't consciously think that and they want more money consciously subconsciously they were raised to believe that wealthy people were evil and that if they become wealthy they'll be evil and that's Mm. not true right again is that true across every single situation to every person no it's not so where did that belief come from take a look at it unpack it but a lot of it is the nervous system regulation. Like I cannot stress that enough. So but how do you do? You, do you do you do you kind of re-regulate that or regulate that through affirmations or just unpack? Like you said, unpacking the blocks of subconscious beliefs. So you have to just kind of regress it back into the past. Is that what you're saying? No, nervous part? system regulation is just physical stuff that you can do every single day. Okay. Um, <sighs> okay. Deep breaths, um, self touch, mm. and just I mean, just like. Just hugging yourself. yourself. Yeah. Hugging yourself, rubbing your arm, um, like the self-soothing things, but it's a lot of deep breath, (sighs) um, pushing on a wall, taking bubble baths, taking a cold shower. Mm. Um, but like moving the breath is a really, really easy one because when there's stuck energy or when we're tense, where our shoulders are tight, we're not breathing deeply. Um, and then there will be stuck emotion, stuck energy in the body. And there's three ways to move that. And that's breath, sound and movement. So just, I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety or weirdness. I'll just, uh, mm-hmm. I'll send breath to the part of the body that it's feeling something. And then I'll let whatever sound come out, but that's incredibly regulating to the nervous system, but it, it just teaches the ego and the, the actual, our, our physical nervous our system physiology yeah. that we're safe and it's okay. And so that we, we can start to bring more money in and keep it. Hmm. Um, my financial, I mean, my financial reality is it's mind blowing how different it is. I think I was collectively Jay and I were making like 30, $35,000 a year, five years ago. And we're crossing the quarter million mark this year. Sweet. Um, and just saying that is like a Whoa. shot. Like, exactly. wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whoa. I did that. We did that. Holy shit. And it's ner- it's all the nervous system regulation and then the mindset. So like you're, you're, was it, okay. Cause I've got, I've got blocks as well too. And, um, um, I don't necessarily hold money. I haven't, I have enough to obviously stay safe, but like, um, I, I throw it. I throw it out into investments, computers, mm-hmm. mics, foot things, rental houses. So it's not like there's just an abundance there. But um, uh, is it? Is it? Was it? Was it just a whole environment change when you started doing that, or was it? Um, was it just that opportunities kind of just started coming your way with more money, or was it just staying? I'm trying to figure out what it says where there where there less reasons for it to leave or just as in general just holistically 
um, did everything kind of work a little bit more symbiotically as you as you kind of went about it? Um, it was a combination. I definitely started just attracting more money. Okay. Um, I shit. I recently manifested seventy five thousand dollars, and it happened Sweet. very easily. And I didn't have to do shit for it, but decide that I was getting it. Yeah. And then it came through a like not even an opportunity for myself, but an opportunity for my fiance. Hmm. And I literally have to do nothing for it. But I just decided like three or four weeks ago that I was that it was done that i was gonna have an extra unexpected seventy five thousand dollars and then less than a week later there there was the opportunity um, did you like did you did you journal that did you affirmation that did you were you or did was it just a passing very relaxed thought it that, it was a passing very relaxed thought i've got because i do so much work around this all the time i'm sure. like i'm actively manifesting non-resistive thoughts almost all of the time yeah and so it was just one of those things where I was like, um, like former me probably would have gotten anxious in that moment because it was, I was thinking about paying some stuff and also some like investments that I wanted to make. And I was like thinking about money coming out and going in. And I, so instead of stressing and like going down that little rabbit hole of like, oh God, how much is, I, I have to know how much is coming in, calculate where all it's coming from, because that then chokes off opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Because that then limits the, when we decide on the how, because like we think we know everything, right? Um, then it just That's limits just all just what these, I wrote down. Yeah, the how. yeah. Limits all the opportunities that it could come to you. So instead of doing that, I was just like, how much would, how much do I want? Mm-hmm. How much money do I want to experience right now? And I landed on 75000 and then I was like, okay, it's done. It's done. I'm getting 75000 unexpected dollars. Mm-hmm. It's coming to me. It's already mine. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for all of the things I'm going to do with this seventy five grand. And then I thought about all of the things that I was going to do in my head, and I set the intention for it. And then a week later, Jay told me how it was happening. That's awesome. And um, I also attract a lot less situations that require it to go out. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So a lot of the... Um, the chaos. Yeah, I, the unexpected things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I loved that shit. Yeah. I didn't know that I did, but I yeah. loved that shit. I loved it because it allowed me to stay in victimhood. Mm-hmm. Because look at all these crazy things happening in my life, and I get to be evicted to, a victim to it. Um, I loved it. Oh, God. I loved not getting what I wanted, but I didn't realize it at the time. Mm. So. That's wild. I've thought I've, I've caught myself in that as well too, because that just kind of bathing in the self pity and having people kind of woo over you mm-hmm. and oh poor Michael, it feels good. You it know? feels it, it really feels good. great because you just that that little that little you inside you, you know that that's been craving some love or some attention in whatever facet that it's missing. Um, you know, it's it's filled in that in that mindset there. Mm-hmm. Um, but two big takeaways from what you just said, or 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 that you were grateful that you had it, which is mm-hmm. probably the most powerful emotion that you mm-hmm. can have is gratitude. Um, and then acting like it was um, now in the present moment. And then also, do you listen to Abraham Hicks? Mm-hmm. Um, she's and and that's that's another big thing that I kind of get caught up on as well too is is focusing on the what it is. Instead of focusing on how it would make me feel. So having $75,000, you know, you can start to think and feel freedom, you know, relax a little bit, um, joy. You know, you, instead of just specifically focusing on the $75,000, you set that number and then and then you regulate your body to feel those feelings of just ultimately freedom for the mm-hmm. most part of flexibility and then just start to vibrate into that motion and then here it comes out of nowhere 
Thanks again to Your Vibes Entertainment for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking to boost your revenue, showcase your company, or just want to provide high vibe entertainment for your family, friends, employees, or clients, please reach out to them directly on Facebook or Instagram at Your Vibes Entertainment. Shoot them an email at yventertainmentservicesllc at gmail.com or give the owner Michael a call directly at 615-330-3236. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, please reach out to me directly via email at yourvibespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and always remember, stay vibey, my friends.